I've got a lot of habits, Simon, some good, some bad. Don't we all, Yumi? One of my best habits is I love dropping food off for friends. That's a good habit. Yeah, particularly if they're unwell or they've got a baby or a pregnancy or some bereavement, I like to kind of show that I'm caring for them and thinking of them by dropping off food. And the other day I dropped off some homemade focaccia bread. Mate, I made this loaf of bread, right? And it was so enormous. I dropped it off to three different people and <laughs> ate it while I was driving around and I still had leftovers. It was immense. But anyway, the feedback that I got in the text was, my son said, this is the tastiest bread I've ever had in my whole life. Well, we need to hear more about this bread, Yumi. I'm Yumi Stein. And I'm Simon Davis. This is your five-minute food fix. A recipe was doing the rounds, Simon, called No Kneading, with a K, need, no need for kacha. Oh, that sounds so good, yeah. Yumi. And you know when it gets shared and you're like, damn it, I have to try that. So this has now become my go-to. The problem is it does make a huge amount of bread. This okay? is not a problem. Okay, good, good. Because it does freeze well. So if you don't have friends in need with COVID that needed food drop-offs, then maybe you can just stick some in the freezer. But a Focaccia, just the word, makes me squirm. It's like the word trendy. It's like, that is a dumb word. I like both these words. So I don't know what that says about me, but yes, focaccia is is an interesting word. Oh, it's just ridiculous. It just makes me feel like I'm having a throwback to the 90s or something. But I want to talk to our listeners about yeast and the reason why so many recipes tell you to add the water, add the sugar element, and then watch it bubble. Yes. yeah. Because a lot of people think you have to do this every single time, but you actually don't. It's just about checking that this particular batch of yeast that you're using is alive. And working still, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So if you've made bread or something successfully a couple of days ago, you can assume that the yeast doesn't need to be checked in that way. You can just proceed with the recipe without t- doing that step. You can indeed. Yeah. Does that make sense? I think it does. Because yeast can die. So if it's been sitting in a, in a hot room, it might be cooked and all its like little bacterias or whatever have died. So, yes. Yeah. But if it's working, it's working. So here's what you do to make no need for kacha. You get about seven grams of yeast, which is one whole sachet if you're buying it in the sachet or if you've got a jar, you, you need to measure out seven grams. Two teaspoons of honey. Now with all yeast-related cooking, you often have to activate it with a sugar. And then some lukewarm water, two and a half cups. So you kind of get those mixed through and reacting. And then you know your yeast is alive. Once you know it's alive, you add in 625 grams of plain flour, which is why it's so much bread in the end. This sounds like it's going to be a lot of bread, you A mean? lot, a lot. And some salt and you mix all that up, about a tablespoon of salt, which is also heaps. Now, if you've got a mixture of flours, you can totally experiment. I often do experiment because I feel like plain flour is not healthy. But if I use spelt flour... It's a totally different ball game, right? <laughs> But you, I think the trick is to use majority plain flour and just throw in some options, you know, yeah. if you've got some flour that needs you. It gives you a slightly different flavour profiles as well, right? Yeah, which maybe you could detect, maybe I couldn't with my um, palate. Who knows? So the whole point of this particular recipe is that you don't have to be kneading the bread dough for ages and ages. You just basically mix it till it's combined and then leave it in an oiled bowl overnight and it should puff up. If you live in a cold climate, if your fridge is too cold, there's a chance that it might not. So leave it out on the bench if you're not getting the reaction that you want. You want it to look puffy. And then basically you grease a roulade tray or a baking tray that's Mm -hmm. got a, a sides on it with butter. Yes, the bread is already 
oily, but you want to kind of add more so that it doesn't stick. And then you roll out the dough plus all the oil that's with it. Top it with flaky sea salt. And then picture that 90s focaccia. Has it got some rosemary on it? It does. It does, doesn't it? It does. So if you can find some rosemary, sprinkle that on the top. Allow the dough to rise a bit for maybe another 40 minutes and then bang it into a bloody hot oven, 230 degrees or so for about 30 minutes, but you should smell it. It should smell like it's saying, hey, I'm delicious. Come and smear butter on me and tomatoes and delicious things. You're gonna, I'm going to taste so good to you. That's what you forgot. <laughs> That's what your focaccia will be saying. And this you This sounds can like listen. very needy focaccia. <laughs> After all. All my food's needy, Simon. <laughs> hey, for more on today's five-minute food fix, check out our Instagram and look, go back in our feed. We've got so many great recipes, including delicious pesto that would go so nicely on this bread. <laughs> <laughs> 